19 minutes after the hour 4 and if you've just tuned in it is Radio Veritas 576am on DSTV it is 870 on the audio bouquet and if you're listening to us from the internet or from your Blackberry or from your Blueberry or from your iPhone your iPhone 8 yes your iPhone 8 today you should be listening from that um, you're getting us uh, from www.radioveritas.co.za it's exactly 19 minutes after the hour 4 and it is a changing gear with myself Father Brian, a.k.a. Ndamaningi. And as uh, indicated at the beginning of the show, this afternoon we are going to be joined in studio. And I'm joined in studio by Kelly Okef, who is going to be helping understand. He's a recovered addict himself. And we're going to be unpacking addiction. Kelly, good afternoon. Welcome. Good afternoon, Father. How are you? Thank you very much for accepting our invitation. And uh, it's always a pleasure to have you around. You're welcome. Um, Kelly, for our listeners who don't know who you are, just paint a picture of who you are. Father, I'm 46. Um, I suffered from addiction for about 18 years. Um, I started when I was about 23, and I carried on uh, for a long time. I went to a group called Narcotics Anonymous. Um, you realize that you, the first step is that you introduce yourself as an addict. Second step is that you realize that you give it up to a power. Um, I mean, you realize that you're powerless over this addiction. Second choice is that you uh, you give it up. Sorry, the second step is you give it up to a higher power of your choice. And uh, in these rooms, you're not allowed to mention Jesus Christ. It's because it's, uh, there's Muslims, Jews, so they suggest it's a higher power of your choice. I didn't know God, so it was very difficult for me. I carried on. Actually, from that from that um, the program, I stopped my drug of choice. My drug of choice was a, as I, I was addicted to skunk skunk marijuana. It's grown hydroponically. I was very addicted. I smoked it every day. I became a pilot. I smoked when I was high. I smoked every day for, for a very long time. I did it. I cycled continuously. So it was a very part of my life. I'd wake up thinking of it. And then... Um, we, uh, before we get into the addiction, I, I'd like to get to understand you before the addiction there's a person. So uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in the south of Joburg, um, sort of a average catholic family you know go to mass on a sunday easter um parents dad were they in the picture parents dad in the picture but my my father was never a praying father yeah, i didn't see him praying only in sort of masses or at grace um quite a lot of conflict my dad drinks he was a uh, he stopped now but uh, he was drinking at the time and uh so i remember sometimes said i'd, I'd never drink i didn't want to act like he did but i got caught up in the drags how many siblings did you have? I got a sister. Okay. And then um, it was just the two of us. So I, I took it from there. It, it sort of engulfed me in a, in a in a big way. You know, I mean, the addiction. I'll take you back to your childhood. What were your dreams for your childhood? Mm, basic. You know what I mean? Listen, uh, just a normal childhood. Like I wanted to be a pilot. Didn't Which you ended up becoming, right? I did, yes. But from the addiction, I landed up. I, I got a job in mine and uh, it just caught up with me. It will, it will destroy you. It will definitely destroy you. All right. We will come to the addiction. I still want to unpack you. So, so yes. Yeah, so, listen, as a youngster, maybe um, like growing up, my, there was like a lot of fighting in the house mm-hmm. with, the, with the liquor and that it affects you. So, that's so you, had, you, you grew up in a, in a family where there were relationships that were not so healthy then? Yes. Listen, my dad never, never hit my mother or carried on, but there was drinking. You know what I mean? There's a lot of fighting. There's a lot mm-hmm. of animosity. So um, you, you grow up with it. It doesn't have to be a, a, like a severe, you know what I mean? Of course, I never yeah. saw my father hit my mother, but uh, I experienced the fighting. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but there was emotional trauma, obviously. No, of course, yes. It comes in from that, definitely. So, so as I said, we're going to get to the addiction. I, I, I fought it like 
I went out one night and someone gave me a joint and I, I smoked it and it, I felt good. I, I felt really good. And, and then you chase it. Mm-hmm. You chase that for a long time. And you never really meet it again. It's a continuous chase. So then we find you in your adult life. You started smoking marijuana and uh, you were chasing this. Well, well, listen, marijuana was my choice of drugs. So I always had it, but I did everything else. I do, I do, uh, I smoked coke. I did, um, I did a... Uh, Ecstasy. I, I had a bit of a thing. I said I never, I never do heroin or, or crist- I mean, crack cocaine because that was for junkies. I, I, I separated myself in my mind from that. So there are levels when it comes to addiction. Well, well there was a level for me. Heroin yeah. was for junkies. Yeah. But and uh, crack cocaine was for junkies. But mm-hmm. marijuana, it's the same addiction. Addiction to marijuana, addiction to sex, addiction to masturbation. We'll come to that. But did you think that uh, the fact that you own weed and that crack, um, not crack, the 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 the, the the substance that you were addicted because it, maybe it was regarded to be on a low, low level, uh, yes, low scale, then it didn't make you understand that you were actually hooked to that stuff. 100%. Also, for marijuana, I was, I was preaching it that it's growing. God, you know, it was given to us as a herb, but God produced it for us. There's no, there's no, um, there's no harm in it. You know, why, why would we say it is, um, li- li- why would we say it's like that? You know what I mean? It mm. wasn't, I used to promote, no, it's medicinal. It's, it's definitely not. It's addictive. At what addictive. point then do you realize that you hooked? Well, when I couldn't stop, controlled my life. You know, what, I, yeah. What, what was the turning point for you? Uh, well, well, I wanted to stop. I wanted to stop and I couldn't, I couldn't stop. I just couldn't, you can't stop. It's a, uh, there's a physical desire to have it every day. Mm. It drives you. It drives you, definitely drives you. Now, my understanding of addiction, it comes as in clusters. It doesn't travel alone. It comes with a lot of twins and a lot of triplets. And did you have other, uh, what other forms of addictions did you have? You spoke about, the, there was a sexual side to that. Sexual side. Let's got, talk about that. So I got addicted to masturbation. Yes. There'd be a lot of sex in my life. Yeah. M- multiple women, partners, partners prostitutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with the sex, I got, uh, I didn't want to get emotionally involved with the women. Mm-hmm. So I started going to the prostitutes just to, to yeah. you know, because it's a lust for desire. The Bible tells us that the desire for lust will never be satisfied. So you carry on seeking it. You carry on seeking it. It leaves you ve- feeling very empty. Mm-hmm. Very, very empty. So That's what bad sex does, actually. It, 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 uh, and the sex that is not done within the right context, it, it leaves people feeling empty. And Completely, used. yes. Then, so there was the, the substance of, uh, addiction that you were hooked up to, and then you had the sexual addiction with the different manifestation and form that it had. What other, what, what other twin did it come with? Well, it would come th- those, but like, it would be like addicted to cigarettes, addicted to drinking, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I was gambling. You'd get addicted okay. to gambling. That comes All out. Right. Um, okay. Pornography was yeah. another thing. I got mm-hmm. very addicted to that. You, mm-hmm. you just you seek it. Mm-hmm. You, it. Like there's a there's another force driving you. I know it sounds difficult, but there's another force behind it. And you realize that I'm caught up in this in this world. I realized I was caught up in this world because I was uh, dealing it in a physical way. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get rid of it in a physical way. I thought it was a normal way of life. Because you then ended up at uh, Narcotics Anonymous, right? I went to Narcotics Anonymous. I was in the program for 10 years. Did you also try rehab? And I didn't try rehab. I didn't have the funds for rehab. Also, that, you know, you rehabilitate. First of all, to say that I'm, a, I'm an addict was a big thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you feel embarrassed. It's an addict. You've got a problem. People call it a disease. Yeah. Okay, so I got in. I was in Narcotics Anonymous for... Um, 
for the, as in the program for 10 years. As an outpatient, right? As an outpatient. So you go to Narcotics Anonymous meetings once a week or twice a week. There's one every day. It's a very deeply spiritual program. For the really, if you work it, it's very good. It's actually taken from the Be- Beatitudes of the Bible, but mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I stopped at step number three because I didn't know God. Mm-hmm. I didn't know God. In that time, I got into a nightclub. I was uh, selling liquor, mm-hmm. buying stolen cigarettes, buying stolen liquor. The business wasn't working. I was looking to get young girls in to prostitute themselves there to pay me a rental. <laughs> on the f- and it, you just get deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. My life was it's a dark world. Very, very dark. Very, very dark. Now, what was your family uh, saying to you at that time? What are they saying to you during this time? What, uh, what are they... Listen. They didn't really get involved. For me, it was normal. You live in life. You know what I mean? That's what you're doing. You're running a business. It's normal. Everyone does it. That's If you had this idea, if you didn't, that's why I'd buy the cigarettes. I'd buy stolen because you had to But operate. there was prostitution involved. There and are, there was your, no, your friends and your family would see you skip from one bed to the next? N- no, they didn't know. I was hiding there. Listen, I was... So, okay. I so, it was a silent thing that you, you, yes. you, 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 you yourself knew. And possibly maybe people who didn't know you well knew that this is a regular customer here or this is a regular consumer of L- some of the things that we offer it. That's it. Because yeah. that's, one of the, the, what, that's one of the characteristics of addiction. It's usually... St- that's off as a very private, silent, painful thing. Nobody realizes. When you see it now manifesting the symptoms of where now it's looking for that, uh, for that uh, woman by the street, um, it's, it's, it's way too deep. It's very, too deep. very deep and very evil. In case you've just tuned in, it is Radio Veritas 576 AM. I'm joined in studio by Kelly O'Kev, and we are unpacking addiction. He is a recovering addict, and uh, we're trying to understand his journey from possession to freedom, his journey from being oppressed, and his journey towards restoration. It is 28 minutes after 4. It is Radio Veritas 576 AM, and on DSTV, it's 870. Do not touch that dial as we take a musical break.